Okay, yeah, it's, this is a very exciting moment for this podcast, for um, for everyone listening, for us personally. Um, we have a very special guest for this um, this episode. So we are joined today by a very talented singer-songwriter who, weirdly enough, went to, much like Amy Jurgens and Ricky Underwood, we went to band camp together. <laughs> So we are joined today by Bissa Ray. Hello. <laughs> I am like currently haunted by memories of band camp. That, yeah. Every once in a while, like I'll think of someone from that that I just haven't thought about in the past decade. And I'm just shocked to remember that that was like a period of my life where I was doing that every summer for a full week. Yeah, you know, it was just crazy because I don't know. That just feels like eons ago. And so when yeah. you first reached out, it just like <laughs> took me back immediately just to like Lakeland, I suppose. And I was yep. just like, <laughs> yeah. what is going on? What is going on? My <laughs> worlds are colliding. Hold oh. the phone. But I was so excited. So thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> no, I'm so glad. Like when I reached out to you, I'm like, there's such a long shot that like she one remembers and two is it like so deeply like traumatized at the idea of returning to the headspace of being a high schooler in music camp. Yeah, um. there were just so there were just so many things about music camp on so many different levels where it just felt surreal. But that's okay. That's actually how I prefer to think about it. Just like oh, for sure. a crazy thing that may or may not have happened to me. Yes. Like, it's like allegedly we went to music. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like thankfully I didn't get pregnant. So I think I won. <laughs> yes. Here's my question. Jesse is very adamant on this podcast to say that when he went to band camp, it was not for band, it was for choir. Yes. Did you go to band camp? for choir as well or were you playing an instrument I was playing an instrument but unfortunately violin oh I forgot that about you in a sneak attack I was part of the orchestra I that's so much that's so cool (laughs) you actually can't be on this podcast anymore because I'm the only one in trade right now. Nerds on this pod. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to be fair, in the orchestra, envious of the choir kids. I was like straddling that. I don't know. I feel like when you go through public school, they're like, you can be creative, but you have to pick one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it can't be both. So I was like, if I don't learn how to play violin now, I'll never organically learn how to play violin. My copy was like, I can sing. I'll figure the singing out. (laughs) I'm not worried. And I would argue that like my failed choir auditions are like a testament that that's not true. (laughs) But (laughs) fortunately, once I got to high school, I was starting, starting to do both. And then, yeah, honestly, I feel like Lakeland Music Camp, I was like, scared to like audition for like vocal things because there were a lot of like very confident 
people at this camp and like, you know what you're being very nice you can say it a lot of the vocal gals were mean they were like kind of mean <laughs> for sure i loved yeah. them but they were scary and they tolerated me because i couldn't compete with them because i wasn't on their side correct and i also feel like there was just like this like multiple times i remember like walking around campus at some point because and I, that was just like such a phenomenon for me in high school like feeling like I was oh. a student while in high school was just like sure. I am the shit if you didn't know already but yes. I just remember walking around and there were always like girls like belting and like just <laughs> giving like full performances anywhere everywhere at all times like it kind of was high school musical but without maybe the choreography <laughs> for sure and without like I would argue maybe a little less um, talent. Execution? <laughs> yeah, execution. That sounds like a better way to say it. Because I just fully remember like walking to like the daily grind or whatever to get my iced hot chocolate. And, and like that being, was the shit. If yes. you were getting an iced hot chocolate, I don't know who you were. <laughs> Those, yeah, they the daily grind, that was its own whole <laughs> No, a moment like truly if like the music camp were a tv show that would be a location people were at oh, on a regular basis that's 100 like the central perk equivalent of music yes. camp that's where like <laughs> and every group every friend group that's hanging out there that just met each other two days ago thinks that they're the main characters of music camp for sure correct and is actively acting like it yes the, it, so much like performative laughter in this little coffee shop of like eight people who did not know each other existed <laughs> a week ago I'm literally getting flashbacks because it was, it was gang mentality. Also. No, 100%. Like it was like create a crew as fast as possible and do not yes. lose each other's sides until yes. it's over. And if you don't find one by day three, you're kind of just the loser. Oh my God. Nightmare, suicide. Don't do it. Can, can I tell a quick story? This is only tangentially related but I didn't I never went to music camp boo hiss um and but I did go to field hockey camp and you usually went with your team and then that's just who you like rolled with the entire you know week or whatever and so I went to field hockey camp and only two other girls from my team went and so we were just going to be on like the little straggler team but this the college we went to fucked up and thought we were the same school as the private school in our town and they put us on a team together and we hated each other and so for like an entire week we were like rooming eating all of our meals physically on a team with these girls that we did not like who oh. did not like us they all thought that we were like poor and like <laughs> i mean comparatively yeah it was oh. it was so funny because it was like the same thing and we were really excited to like go in and like create a group of group of friends out of like the stragglers and then we got there and they were like oh you know like your teammates and we were like you made a very big mistake we don't know any of these girls in fact we're sworn enemies oh oh that I'm is kind of obsessed with that <laughs> I feel like I should write like a YA gay oh for sure like an enemies to lovers field yeah. hockey camp <laughs> 100%. No one take that. I'm doing it. No one take that. <laughs> Romeo Juliet. I can see it now. Oh yes, that's. There hasn't been a good like book or movie sent at some sort of camp since 
Parent Trap. Parent Trap, yeah, I was probably. Was I was gonna say it. Camp Rock, but that felt dubious oh. to call that good, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, but either, Camp Rock was basically your like music camp experience, right? Um, there were definitely people who thought it was gonna be. <laughs> that is fair. Wait, were you there the year that they showed Camp Rock as like the movie the one night? I don't know. To be honest, I only <laughs> went. I only went two years. So okay. I had like a middle school experience and then a high school experience where I'm pretty sure is when I met you. And, and outside yeah. of that, I was, I don't know what I was doing. Other things. Yeah. How no, I, <laughs> I think the year I met you was also the last year I went. Tragic. I'm pretty sure. Which, yeah, you know. I don't know. I mean, well, it's crazy because, well, that's the other part that's kind of crazy about this camp is it's literally like 12 year olds. <laughs> And 18-year-olds. Yes. All in the same well, camp. <laughs> that, when I was a 12-year-old going there the first time, like, I looked not exactly like this. I didn't have a beard, but I looked old. So I was hanging out with 18-year-olds who didn't realize that I was a literal child. <laughs> I learned so many things that I shouldn't have. <laughs> Jesse, well, were you chain-smoking right cigarettes? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. No. Two at a time, actually. <laughs> I just rem- but no, that was that was just such an experience and like yeah the choir section was just like guys in only one of the choirs and like at least half have since come out as homosexual god bless right and of course can i say that's my biggest memory of you potentially was having a conversation with you and i want to say um obviously we'll like bleep the name or whatever i think it was like yes who is now literally living her dreams in New York City, like writing operas. Truly, good for like, her. Words. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forget. Like the level of success that came out of this camp. Like I should have stayed in touch with a lot more people. I will say. I just, I you know, known. That's the thing. And like, luckily now I have a podcast that I can kind of trap some of you into reconnecting. <laughs> um, when I become a big fan of your work, I can kind of like force you to talk to me again, which is cool. But, um, I mean, oh shit, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the conversation I remember distinctly was like you saying how good your gaydar is and like how it was almost never wrong. And me like kind of shuffling back and being like, I can't get caught by this bitch. This will not happen <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh my God. I, I just want to like say that I am an Aries. And so that energy just like I'm sorry for like being that way because I just like know my younger self was just less was just more (laughs) everything and I like also feel like that was the resounding takeaway from that camp experience was just like oh god calm down (laughs) because I remember there was like a again, a gang, I should probably stop saying that, but like a group of like band guys that were like kind Mm. of like the who's who the hot or in my perception or my friend group's perception group of guys. But of course, to be like anti-culture, we were like, fuck those guys. And one of them had like broken their leg or something and was like riding around on like this scooter thing. And so we started calling them scooter douches, like yes do you remember that and it's I scooter douche yes and hindsight I was like this is tragic this is terrifying we needed to not harass those random men I mean honestly they probably deserved it but like we didn't know them yeah. like die <laughs> like, yes. out here 
Oh my gosh. Oh, but we should mention that this has a great song. Song in the summer. It's on my summer playlist. Jesse, you want to say anything about it? Which one are you referring to? Because I personally <laughs> I have it. I have all of the songs on my summer playlist because I'm just kind of a better fan than you. So I you could be referring um, to um, Bl- Blush is the one on my summer playlist. Okay, yes. That just came out, correct? Yes, yes, yes. That came out um the end of June. So yeah, it's just been out for the summer, just yes. a little feeler, a little vibe. It's so um, good. I listened it to it and I was it's like, so oh. good. Yes. Yeah, well, and I wanted to put it out for this summer, which like obviously summer's ending, but I always yeah. feel like September is kind of like summer plus. So like yes. yeah, continue to bump that shit because the weather's oh, not gonna get cold just yet. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, no, that's what like the last I'd say last like four or so songs that you've put out, you know, all the ones since you've kind of rebranded to Bissaray have been like really good like moods. Like Thank you. I'll get into a mood. And I'm just like, okay, this is the time. Like, we're doing small talk. We're just gonna like. Also, the visual for that, like the music video, is so fun. I love it. I watched it again just before like we started this, just to like because I watch it like a few times a month, just because it's. <laughs> I enjoy it. I, you're very talented. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. That song came out a year ago, like yesterday or something crazy like that. Oh wow. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, I have a degree in film. So like video concept, visual concepts, all of that is like very fascinating and fun for me to get to play with. So like getting to work with visuals for my music, I always feel like is the best of both worlds just because like there's no limit to kind of what you can do. And Yeah. yeah, thank you so much guys for listening. And I'm hoping actually to release it new ep um come fall so yeah there's more moods more vibes on the way and it's definitely hopefully kind of like i said like i feel like blush was a really good like summer track like i feel like this group of songs that i have is going to sit in a really nice like autumn pocket so yeah i'm super excited working really hard on some plans for that right now but thank you so much for taking yeah i'm excited to listen and one question just you know i've noticed a lot of your songs do deal with like kind of nostalgic themes you know you had your that sandlot song on soundcloud that was like one of the first ones i heard of yours because i kind of like you are an OG person then. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but like I kind of am. Uh, but, you know, between that and like, you know, Mandy that came out more recently, you know, you delve into a lot of like themes of like things that are nostalgic. After watching this episode, do you think we have a Secret Life song coming down the pipe? Oh my God. <laughs> no. I just got chills. <laughs> I mean, shit, maybe I'll just have to cover the, the intro. Oh, Although, yes. I mean, could I ever do it better than Miss Ringwald? <laughs> I, no one could. No that one could. performance. It's, I teared um, up. <laughs> Molly Ringwald has the notes, and people don't give her her due as a singer. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my question is, and then if we want, we can hop into the episode, because Jesse's was a really good transition, but I'm just going to fuck it up real bad. But um, I follow like smaller artists on TikTok and they'll post like, they can see like the names of playlists that people add their songs to. Yes. You can do that. Yes. That's so terrifying. That's scary. (laughs) I need to watch myself. Oh yeah. No, it's, I'm of like, 
stage five creeper on, <laughs> on my supporters. But like, if you're out there listening, I'm like, they're thinking about you, at least <laughs> hypothetically. Like, wow, three people in this city listen to my song. I wonder who those people are. Like, <laughs> and, the, and like the playlist shit is fun too, just because, yeah, it does just show that like, you never really know who's out there vibing with your music. And like, for me, to be honest, like, if I really like, think about when I started considering the possibility of like transitioning to be like a musician or an artist or like all of those, whatever you want to call it. Right. That all started with me like obsessively making playlists on Spotify. Yes. Like, like I remember even in like high school, we would do, we would do interpretive dance as like an activity. And we would put on shows at my high school and, and I, and like, and I was like, part of the leads, leaders of this situation too. So like, I cannot hide away from this. This was just something I did for fun. But like part of that journey was also like constantly also looking up music that we didn't have the rights to use and using it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, right, just like discovering new artists and like kind of getting into the the vibes of like going, going into related artists and searching through like Spotify and different playlists to try to like find new tracks and artists that I wasn't familiar with. And so like, yeah, before I had the opportunities to actually like translate some of my songwriting and like ideas that I had about how I would want to do that. I was like really excited about other people's music and and other people's stuff and discovering people who were smaller and watching them grow and, and all of that. So like, it's cool to see like playlist titles or things like that, where it's like, yo, that's something I would name a playlist, right? Like that's, I would totally be throwing a track on there. And like, it's also fun to think about, I mean, maybe they don't because they've got like people who do this for them or whatever, but like, you never know, like your SZA or your favorite artist or whoever could be fucking staring at the fact that you're listening on on their playlist sort of thing I think that that's cool I think that's fun yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) that is really cool I I love that I didn't realize that was a feature and if I did I probably would have not had such like unhinged playlist titles for so (laughs) much of my life never change oh as unhinged as possible (laughs) titles I fully support that yeah (laughs) I like upload custom art well not custom I just steal from the internet but like you know, like memes or whatever for my playlist covers. Yeah. Create the vibe though. I mean, like literally meme culture itself has already like won on music. Like who's the biggest pop artist female right now? Maybe this is a stretch, but like Doja Cat shit is straight up popping off. Where was her start? Fucking moo, bitch. I, it took me ages to figure out that that was the same person. Exactly. It was like I didn't realize that like it was the bitch I'm a cow um, person doing like say so. Exactly, and and like or Little Nas X too, right? Yeah, and like everybody can say that Old Town Road was like a meme or a joke, but like the awards that track won, the trajectory that he's currently on right now as an artist and his level of fame is like damn near unparalleled. So like there's space for everything. And I think that's the thing that more and more artists are really tapping into right now because it is about connecting with the audience is like, it doesn't necessarily, like it's gonna be polished if you have the funding. 
fair enough but like the concepts and the ideas it's about the culture it's about the personal touch it's about your personality and the things that you actually like and the things that you're actually interested in so like memes are amazing that's like a huge part of our culture of course that's going to be successful in music and like the same goes for like even my content on a smaller scale right like i love baking i love acting i grew up watching i love lucy i grew up watching those old school shows and i love that shit so i took that and i put that and i made it into a music video of my own version those are all things that i love and maybe that's not resonating on like a crazy level with like cultural influence or whatever but like because that's the shit that i'm into it's going to translate and resonate with other people and i think you're seeing that across the board for so many different artists and it, yeah. it's, it's fun i really like it and we can talk about the show now i'm getting into like <laughs> no i mean i could listen to way. all day yeah. it's so rare that we have like intelligent discussion on this podcast <laughs> yeah, so I this can... has been really kind of a treat for us <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not literally never change <laughs> i was like down bad like dumped out of my two-year relationship just like oh crying and like listening to the first few episodes of this podcast like this is good <laughs> this is some good comedy <laughs> like i was myself real quick quick <laughs> oh, yeah oh man sorry about that oh hey it happens it's life yeah I found out personally the person I used to be engaged to is now engaged this past weekend so oh big wow. feels yeah. you and know like Aaron, don't tell don't tell yourself so, sure that person is also in your grad program oh yeah I just found <laughs> out she's now in my grad program too <laughs> so sneak up on you really quick yeah so I might go to jail soon but it's fine <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. I'm too emotional for all that. Like literally I cry like daily. So oh. like, and honestly, probably for the better. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I try to cope and I'm like very much these days about like spirituality and like being well and like inner peace and all of this stuff but like realistically I just cry a lot like oh, I went yeah. <laughs> the other day and like the first three TikToks were just like different girls literally having emotional breakdown <laughs> and I was living for it so <laughs> I don't know what that means the first couple of weeks of my program are um virtual and so the other day in the middle of class I called my mom and I was like and she was like don't you have class right now and I was like yeah I turned my camera off because I just thought I was gonna start crying and she was like uh, uh don't, don't do that and I was like too late <laughs> an honest to god mood <laughs> <laughs> me posting in the chat sorry professor <laughs> gotta have a little cry sesh real quick <laughs> that'll I be left <laughs> five I'll be back it better than ever <laughs> Look at this, Jesse. I'm going to fix the transition. Jesse, when you watched this episode, did you weep? <laughs> I wanted to several times. <laughs> I was in emotional pain for the entirety of this program today. Yeah. And it could also be I was kind of like, you know, out socializing yesterday and didn't go to sleep until like 2 a.m. No, like watching this while I was already tired and like crabby in a way ruined my entire day. So that was really cool. And I'm so sorry that we made you watch this episode. Oh my or, God. No matter what episode it ends up being, we have to issue like a lengthy apology to whoever our guest is yeah. because 
this you could probably sue for damages and win that yeah there will be a gofundme but (laughs) i'm obsessed i'm obsessed i said it earlier before we started recording like i've heard y'all talk about the quality overall of the show but experiencing it and actually watching an episode for the first time was unparalleled i truly was not prepared (laughs) no and i feel like y'all do a good job warning but I really, I really didn't understand. (laughs) No, there's no experience. It's like, you're not in it until you're in it. But this is Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Erin. My name is Jesse. And we have Bissaray with us today. We are covering season two, episode 23, I Got You, Babe. Which, before we even get any further, I am pissed that they dragged my girl Cher into this with this title. Like, she didn't need to be involved in this. I didn't know that that was a share song. I got you, babe. Yeah, it, it was uh, Sunny and Cher. They, they like they like closed their variety program with it, and they had their baby like on their. Never mind. Let, we can do. We remember on. that I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. <laughs> but I feel like there should be an exception for music that came out in like the nineteen fifties. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I know that song is because in the sixth grade, my middle school put on the musical Hippies, and there was just a sequence. Where Sonny and Cher came in and sang that song. Wow. I've With no never... context for the rest of the story. <laughs> I love that for sure. That's yeah, which also just like imagine like I Got You Babe being sung by like a sixth grader and a seventh grader. Like yes. going through puberty. <laughs> that anytime I Got You Babe is saying it, it just evokes some sort of emotion because whoever's singing it doesn't make sense to be singing it. <laughs> Wait. For a while at weddings, um, my my father has like 10 brothers and sisters. So there was a period of time where like a bunch of our cousins were getting married all at once. So it was like the same people going to this weddings for a whole summer. There were like eight weddings and the same people were at all of them. So all the ladies would go on the floor and like have their arms around each other, swaying back and forth to I got you, babe. Like that was their tradition Aww, for that summer. That's cute. Yeah, maybe to some. Um, <laughs> watching it was I more- say, I don't know. If anything, it's kind of gay. And for that, I love it. 100%. <laughs> no, it is like the fruitiest a lot of these women got in their lives. All of the women romantically sing <laughs> each other. <laughs> you just said, someone said middle schoolers. And I just remembered, I just, I coach middle schoolers. Um, and our season just started this past week. And now I am terrified that any of them will ever find this podcast. So if you're any of my middle schoolers that I coach, stop. Stop listening, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but okay. Anyway, um... this episode was written by Brenna Hampton and Jeffrey Rogers. Remember when you said Jeffrey Rogers was good at his job? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted He's to make sure you did. It. Moving um, on. <laughs> it had two point seven nine million viewers. Um, two point seven nine million more than it should have. And it came out on March 15th, 2010. So exciting. That's like not far from my birthday, not to just make this. No, I was going to say, no, I feel that's... like that's on like right in Aries season, right? When it's is like, it? it's actually Pisces. It, oh, makes but sense. That's why Amy was crying. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, Aries is March 21st. Okay. Feel free to wish me happy birthday. <laughs> um, Are you on March 21st? Right. And it's the cusp. So it's like, oh, wow. so I got some. I, that's the end 20. Aries starts 21st. Okay. 
So that's why you got the, you're also crying. Correct. Yeah. I got yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that we've connected all the dots. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love Aries. I'm a Gemini. I'm a, I'm a fan of Aries Gemini friendships. One of my yeah. best friends is an Aries. And she just realized I was a Gemini and she was like, normally I can't stand y'all, but I guess we're, we've been friends for so long. And I'm like, yeah, That's tricked my you. you don't know someone's sign and then it sneaks up on you, but to be tricky is kind of a Gemini thing. So <laughs> called out oh, the Gemini slander ends here, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I can't participate because I'm a Leo, which means I only know things about Leos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like two fire signs are on a podcast, what happens? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have some biblical context. I feel like we should make a little ditty. Jesse, I'm looking at you. Yeah, I was going to say, so you want me to do more work for less money. Cool. We'll do. We'll do. <laughs> Can you record I'm very busy for- at my job <laughs> of being unemployed. So, but I guess I can make time. Okay, well, maybe we'll introduce that in season three, but... Yeah, um, no, I can for sure whip something up. It's I'm, I'm kind of a wizard at GarageBand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that really, I can't believe I said that in front of like an actual musician. Now I should probably leave. But anyway. I mean, I think not Frank Ocean. Steve Lacey does all his music on GarageBand. I don't know if that's an obscure really? artist, but yeah, there's like a few very talented artists who have made all of their music on GarageBand. So well, I can't hate. That's <laughs> the thing. All of a sudden I was like, oh, maybe it's not um, lack of technology. Maybe it's like lack of like my own personal talent and drive that's <laughs> preventing me. And that's I because um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Dua Sele, I believe. They have a song, Sugar Mama, that was made entirely on like, Garage band for iPhone, and it's like the best thing I've ever listened to. Yes, uh, but I mean, I'm no producer, so I have absolutely no room to speak in that. I feel <laughs> I open up like a producing session, and I'm like, why doesn't it work? <laughs> why doesn't it sound the way I want it to sound in my head? <laughs> and like very quickly, that just ends up me getting frustrated and ending. But like, I've come, I've found peace. Like I said, I'm. I'm very sad these days. <laughs> I've, I've found peace in just being like, you're skilled at the things you're skilled at. You don't have to do it all. Yes, <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Aaron, would you like to lead with some news? Just like the hard hitting facts of the matter. Sure. I found an article, but then I it was about Marion Cotier, the French person. But then I thought that'd make you oh. mad, Jesse. So I no, switched she's, it. <laughs> she's okay. She's one of the French I'm not feuding with. <laughs> so I switched it to UConn women are good for the game. Just as college basketball needs the UCLA men in the 1960s and 70s, it now needs the women's dominance of UConn, who were seated first Monday night. I only bring this up because I'm from Connecticut. My grandfather loves UConn. I've been to a couple of UConn women's games. So I just felt, you know, some resonance there. Yes. Never mind. I figured it out on myself. UConn? Um, UConn's like University of Connecticut, not like UConn territory in Canada. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's actually a bag of potatoes. UConn gold. Um, Beautiful. Love that. No. So that's just interesting to me. Also, again, I didn't want to make Jesse mad. A lot of the articles I found were about South by Southwest, which apparently happened this week, but... 
I was 13, so I was not aware of any of the... Yeah, I was going to say, what was going on in South by Southwest 2010, I wonder? Not Shiva, baby. Yeah, what the hell? So it's not important. Wait, Tayo Cruz? (laughs) (laughs) What? I said Tayo Cruz. Yeah. Oh. Just performing Break break Your Heart. (laughs) Yeah. That was the... uh, Bissa, you, you... have something about break your heart right yeah I was trying to like find you know like actual academically based articles and instead it was like the number one song was break your heart by Tayo Cruz and I was like that was a fucking banger when I was 12 I was just like I was literally talking about this with my coworker. I feel like I was just like at the Hanson's pizza mega party like jumping on an inflatable like listening to like replay and <laughs> break oh. your heart and california girls i don't know <laughs> yeah this For was sure. like the this was like the first summer i was allowed to listen to secular music oh my god and so like break your heart is like a big Honestly, what a summer to join though because that Literally. was a summer of hits you know you had teenage dream right but I remember would let it rock somewhere around there. Probably I have, um, I have like a heart condition. And so I have to go get like imaging done fairly regularly. And it always causes me like a lot of anxiety. And my mom never let me play my music in the car. Cause it like wasn't appropriate or whatever. And like, she didn't want to get mad at me, but I remember on the way to the hospital and on the way back, because like going to get this imaging is so stressful to me she was like you can play your music in the car and we listened to like california girls we listened to break your heart like a dynamite oh mom um, just like driving just like shaking her head the whole time yeah she was just like i'm putting up with this yeah <laughs> and i was like the last secular music you're listening to i swear <laughs> yeah so oh classic such a good that's like a flashbulb memory <laughs> Does anybody else want to do their article? So you're just you can just ask me if I have one. Well, I know Bissa also oh, has yeah. another one. Oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> I thought you were just like pointedly being like, I don't want to call Jesse out, but like, <laughs> no, I would just call you out, Jesse. <laughs> That's what I thought. Anyone, okay. anyone out there? <laughs> know what an article may be? Are there any men on this podcast? <laughs> Are there any Leos? <laughs> I feel like I. I need to pull mine up because I'm unprepared. No, that's okay. I can do mine in the meantime, if you'd like, because I have mine up. Perfect. Mine is from the New York Post, and it's kind of a bummer. The world's shortest man at 29 inches tall died in Rome. (gasps) Wait, how tall is that? It's like two feet, five inches. I don't know why I thought like with the screen (laughs) limitations, I'd be able to do any sort of... So yeah, um, he Ping Ping died in, he's a native of China and he was in Rome taking part in a television show and he suffered chest problems and died. <sighs> so um, sorry to bring the mood down. <laughs> Jesse. <laughs> you just break my heart. Next week's article <laughs> is. Cruz, yeah. <laughs> Next week's article for Jesse is this just in, your mom does not love you. <laughs> Connecticut mother um, (laughs) (laughs) drives car off of road after listening to secular music on the way to a heart appointment. In in that time, killed three baby kittens. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, golly. Tragic. I feel badly. I feel like both of y'all's were like fun and fresh and mine was just like actually. Oh, yours is so good. Okay, first of all, let me just backtrack and not say that like the shortest man dying is fun and fresh. (laughs) (laughs) 
I do have dark sense of humor, but I do want to backtrack on that. That's <laughs> probably get had more spunk than mine did. My headline was Texas conservatives approve changes to school curriculum. And then I did pull a quote because it's me, a college graduate, can't help myself. <laughs> but it says the conservative resurgence of the 1980s and 1990s includes something I can't pronounce, Contract with America, Heritage Foundation, and the Moral Majority, as well as the National Rifle Association. And then there's a quote from one of the board members who I believe is Latina. And she's basically like, they're trying to erase us. They're trying to pretend like only white people exist and it's foul. (laughs) Isn't it wild? Like we get these sometimes where it's like, okay, so this is like a news story in 2010, but this also could have been a news story like last week for sure. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's just like so frustrating because it's the same thing just being recycled over and over again. And it's like conservatism is a point of view. You are not allowed to just indoctrinate everyone you know with that point of view. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess they say the same thing about us. Well, that's the thing, I, those libs out there, you know. Right, exactly. <laughs> the radicalized left. Yeah. <laughs> You have to watch out for them. They will turn your children gay. That is so true. And you know what? They got me. And I'm, you know, kind of a cautionary tale for sure. First, you send them to music camp. (laughs) The first step, 100%. That or they're pregnant and all terrible. (laughs) So yeah, RIP America, late stage capitalism. Yeah, for real. Doing us wrong. It's like, ugh, it's so because that's like the same thing now with like critical race theory in schools which I can't even get them to teach critical race theory in our in my social work program which is just like what are we doing here somehow not that surprising though yeah for sure like institutions will just continue to fortify their their base and like it's not good it's not Mm -hmm. looking good for any of us on any capacity no but I try not to be too dismal because that's a rabbit hole you can just like (laughs) go down and never stop yeah <laughs> yeah it's like sure. what's what's there to be dismal about when there are shows like this so exactly <laughs> it's <There's>... true <laughs> all right should we jump into it let's let's do it all right we started in ricky's apartment which did they decorate in there i think so like, it looks a lot nicer than we've ever seen it before for i sure. think now that margaret and shaker are like coming over now that they have names and are um, promoted to like regular recurring, they can afford a nicer set, I guess. Yeah. So George is over for breakfast with Ricky. George thinks that Leo should be the sausage czar, not the sausage king, because he is a supportive boyfriend. We love to see it. Quick question about like Russian monarchy or whatever. Is a czar more powerful than a king? No, it's. I think it's the same thing. I was gonna say equivalent no i was gonna say like isn't it kind of just like a synonym <laughs> like yeah which, honestly love that for george that checks out yeah <laughs> for sure well that's the thing george you know kind of like socialist leftist icon he's like we need to harken back to like the ussr for sure yeah or something yeah (laughs) that's the like in season four we're gonna find out that george is like for sure a soviet sleeper agent (laughs) oh yeah it's just gonna turn into the americans yes (laughs) 
God, I wish. I mean, the uh, only thing that I wrote down from that scene is why does George talk like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great question. I wish I knew. Running through it. Ricky is trying to get George on his side for John to spend the weekends with him. They have this conversation about if John were to like fall down, split his lip, whatever. And Ricky is very adamant that like no accidents could ever happen when John's with him because somebody would say something and like accuse him of abuse, whatever. And like, even if that's true, like that doesn't mean you're not going to have accidents. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's um, parenting, you know, parenting is about the bruised knees and the scraped elbows and being there with a bandage when you're needed. Everyone, uh, Jesse's not a father. I just got emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ricky wants George to talk to Amy for him. And he's like, about this? Oh, I give my blessing about, you know, John staying with you on the weekends. And Ricky's like, well, I already talked to Amy. And she said no. And George is like, well, I take it back then. I I rescind my blessing. Which, what does George think his blessing does is my big question. What is George doing ever is my big question. (laughs) It's fair. (laughs) He very much inflates his importance in everyone else's lives. Right. And now he's like, well, Ricky, I'm going to give you a vocabulary lesson because Ricky's like, what do you mean you rescind it? And George is like, I take it back. (laughs) Ricky goes, I know what rescind means. (laughs) Um, Donovan, which is George's gay employee, gave George a word of the day calendar for Christmas. Um, Can I just say something? We've lost our two queer reps in this show. They've been referenced several times. Oh my God, we have not yeah. seen either of them in like I have that for episodes. a note. I have that for a note later, but Griffin is gone. We haven't seen Donovan. We, we talk about Donovan almost every episode just to remind us that we are like very, very tolerant here and we love yeah. the gays, but um, he has not been seen since like the end of season one. Yeah. Oh. George is like, Ricky, are you sure you want to go through with this? This like fight could drag out between you and Amy. And Ricky says, yes. So George says he'll try. Side note, Bissa, I'm glad you missed this episode. George got hair plugs in a, in a couple episodes ago. His <laughs> hair looks disgusting. <laughs> Listen to me so carefully <laughs> when I tell you this was all I could focus on whenever I saw him (laughs) atrocious and for some reason it just brought me back to the John and Kate plus eight episode yes John got hair plugs and then put like the wrong kind of hat on and immediately ripped it off and ripped out all his hair plugs yes yes (laughs) horrible and it's clear that like I don't think Mark Derwin the actor like actually got hair plugs so it's like bad cosmetics that are like or a character plot part of the reason why he's so bitter is because he's balding (laughs) yeah he has been shown to be so upset that other people have hair especially ricky yeah that checks out then (laughs) (laughs) see that's always whenever someone does something like physical or like has a cold or has pink eye it's always a toss-up over whether it's like for character purposes or whether the actor literally just had that yeah. and then you have to write it in somehow because like well, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure Molly Ringwald straight up had a cold this oh, episode yeah. and they were like oh. India Isley just throw it in that was my first thought also was like that bit actually sounds sick first yeah. of all <laughs> and second of all there's no way they're writing this actively these episodes that they're just keeping up with like whatever's actually happening but yeah that's the crazy thing because 
so many episodes are like, oh, do you have a cold? Yeah, I got a cold. Or like, oh, yeah, I have pink eye. Don't worry about it. And like, it's and then they talk so like, we oh, have yeah. To address it. If we don't address it, there's no way. It's like, that and we already, you know what? We, we're already behind schedule. We cannot book another day of studio time. We got to just roll with it. Yeah. Molly, you're sick. We're, it's so is Ann Jurgens in this episode. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> Very sad news. I didn't mark down when the theme was this episode. I'm guessing it was after this scene. Correct. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Wow, I'm slacking. Okay. Well, we come back from the theme. How what were what were your thoughts? I mean, you kind of talked about the theme earlier, but um, just from a musician's perspective, like okay, for some reason, as like real life this was airing, I was definitely aware of it. Yeah. But I don't feel that I ever watched it. I was actually thinking back today and there were a number of ABC family shows that I fucked with heavily, but this was definitely yeah. not. Was one of them Pretty Little Liars? Yes. Although, what was the one about the deaf people? Switched at birth. Switched at birth. Switched at birth, I watched a lot of, as well as Make It or Break It. <gasps> Hell yeah. Oh, I was simping so hard. Like, the, the, that first the finale of the first season and then this is too specific but here we go the love interest of the girl who i think also topically gets pregnant because everyone is yeah shows um oh god tightrope and i just remember like downloading that and like fucking putting it on my ipod and like listening to it all the time and being like this is what love is about Mm -hmm. (laughs) family original storylines but that was that's all a side note to say I remember being familiar with that theme song but hearing it actually played back I was like I thought it was better yeah (laughs) it is a real tonal shift every time it comes on because they'll go from like I don't think you should see your son anymore to just falling in love and it's just like it's like we're moving all through space yeah i don't know it's chaotic there's a little hummingbird and a bee it's really which is like so on the nose Mm -hmm. (laughs) considering that this show i mean shockingly talks about sex so much i could not believe how much spontaneous sex conversation was popping oh my god right episode but yeah, I was like, damn, y'all can chill. Like, this yeah. is also about high school students. <laughs> like, yeah. written by a bunch of middle aged people. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We do come back from the theme. It's way later. It's like after school now, I guess. Apparently, time yeah. is weird. And it's Ashley and George. They're having a conversation. Ashley says the babies are cranked out. Like, drugs or like i have no idea cranky like (laughs) but it's on amy's energy which is fair projecting yeah (laughs) like babies really do pick up on like your energy so it makes sense that you know amy is not having a great day ashley here ashley mentions that anna's coming down with a cold and is losing her voice my note is thanks brenda Ashley wants Grant to come over for Twilight for a Twilight Zone marathon. Canonically, in this universe, the only TV show that exists is the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I was just going to say, is that still fun for Ashley? Because she has watched 13 Twilight Zone marathons at this point, I'm pretty sure. Like, are there still more that she hasn't seen? I bet you she's writing real great fanfic about it. 
Oh, for sure. And I bet you if she was alive today, she's pissed about the Jordan <laughs> Peele reboot. You think Ashley's dead? 100%. <laughs> Live fast, die young. Bad girls do it well, you know? No, she's not having sex. <laughs> That's so true, actually. She's... <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh my god oh my god so george tells um ashley that in order for grant to come over she has to tell amy that like the ricky thing is a good idea for john to take or for john to take ricky on the weekends for ricky to take john on the weekends um and she told amy and ashley's upset because she just told amy she's a good mom last week yeah it sucks that she has to like be nice to her sister sometimes yeah i think linus is like licking his asshole behind you usually <laughs> um the professionalism is just oozing through this podcast um yeah, Linus <laughs> is my cat by the way oh. that's okay one of my cats has been like actively trying to break into the sunroom the entire time this has been happening so Love that yeah both of mine are just napping on the bed behind me and they're so cute okay anyway so parents yeah <laughs> fuck dogs am I right just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding so Anne comes in, she does, she has, she's losing her voice. Ashley tells her she looks pretty. And Anne is like, what do you want? What is this alien doing in my (laughs) house? Why is she being nice to me? Ashley leaves, whatever. Anne and George have a conversation where Anne opens it up about why Amy's upset because I'm doing air quotes, which won't translate into the podcast. (laughs) Anne says that all of a sudden, it seems Ricky wants to have John on the weekends. This is, like, not a sudden thing, right? I was going to say, like, we've kind of been working towards this for the past, like, story arc. I feel like even from the beginning, Ricky was, like, very involved. So it's not really, like, it's not weird that, like, he wants... Yeah, for sure not surprising based on what we've seen. Yeah. So, yeah. George is on Ricky's side and suggests they stay out of it. But they are having dinner tonight with Margaret and Shaker, which are Ricky's foster parents. I just need to clarify, and I'm late to the party, so excuse me, but when did these people show up, and does Ricky actually care about them? There was one point where I was like, are they trying to steal John? (laughs) (laughs) Margaret and Shaker? Correct. Okay, like, real talk, they probably are the best people on the show, like, just, like, ethically and morally they're like the nicest they are ricky's foster parents he no longer lives with them though because he got emancipated from them specifically just like from the system because he wanted his own place where like yeah because he was never like adopted by that like he was just not just a foster kid but you know he was their foster kid so like he just got free of the system and got his own place above the sausage king's um kingdom really yeah he lives above the butcher shop indebted to him for the rest of his life yeah yes he's basically an indentured servant soon oh for sure because leo's in the mob like we know that correct (laughs) um george is momentarily confused because he thinks they're talking about ricky's real dad and he's like are we going to prison for dinner (laughs) the prison industrial complex is so funny george (laughs) no but actually he should be in prison i don't want to he's a bad person whatever I'm, I'm going to cut that out of the podcast. Well, <laughs> can you truly say you're for abolition if you're saying that some people should no, be in it's prison? Com- when it comes to 
the let's unpack when it comes abolitionist to molestation right i don't know where i stand on prison abolition you okay? need me to go grab my copy of our prisons obsolete by angela davis <laughs> off my, my bookshelf and read to you but does it hit the same when it's an ignorant white man that's the thing because <laughs> it's so rare that they're punished for their actions precisely uh, i mean i think personally he should be in jail if only for his lime green muscle car <laughs> driving that thing around you should a jailable offense yeah <laughs> um no well this has been another <laughs> great episode of the secret life of the gay american industrial prison complex <laughs> um <laughs> no so in the last episode we released we really joked about how i had a blue lives matter shirt on <laughs> and yeah I'm well glad. but if you don't want us to joke about it don't wear it okay like <laughs> um no anyway so amy comes in and it's just a walking nightmare she wants she's done bad i don't think so i think she's just a bad person (laughs) she wants george to tell ricky no george is like why is this like why is ricky taking john a bad idea amy gave birth to john so she gets him all the time it's the way that it works i had to write myself a note to say remember she's a teenager because her logic is just so flawed but it's fine well sometimes it's hard to remember that like 23 year olds are playing teenagers well she she was only 18 for sure yeah amy says something about ricky getting robbie on the weekends so george can have a life if she's like if you're so obsessed with ricky having a baby on the weekends give him robbie it's like that's not the same thing but also george says he doesn't want a life he wants her mother and this is the part where amy is really just like not iconic like no this is where she's like i don't know i just don't find this justified but she says here's the difference between you and me i'm gonna get what i want and you won't omg amy savage (laughs) i expected her to be like here's the difference between you and me i have class and you don't this is for sure like a regina george line but like she's delivering it to her father instead of like an unpopular teen yeah the problem that i have with it is that like Anne and george are approaching this topic with amy Mm -hmm. and -hmm. coming from ricky the idea of john spending the weekends with him might feel like an attack might feel like some kind of statement about her parenting i understand that is like very emotionally charged and i don't fault her for like that's a difference in like the status quo with how things are going that is going to be a hard conversation but i do have a problem with the way that she is approaching this problem with george and ann because they're having this conversation with her they're like hey look we're on your side but like maybe this is something you should consider like he is the father of your son like we love you we support you like obviously she's still living with them they've been so supportive of her with john and she just kind of attacks george and like says no to Anne. and it's just like that's where it was this storyline was really hard for me because even the people around her who have her best interests at heart she was just kind of like inflammatory yeah you know and so it's not like i don't think she's a bad person i understand this is like very emotionally charged but it's just like the way that she's written talking to her parents who like we know are bad want, people as well no right? who oh. want what's best for her who like <clears throat> want her and john to be like happy and successful it's just hard for me yeah for me to defend amy i struggle partially just because george just is such a fucking idiot like the way he's approaching these conversations 
And like, even the fact that he was trying to fucking like bribe yeah. his sister to like do the work on his behalf. And like, again, just like, I felt like was coming off kind of ignorant, even if he did have good intentions. And there was also something uncomfortable about the fact that like, he was quicker to go talk to Ricky than like actually speak to his own daughter about this topic. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And then yeah. my last defense of Amy is, I feel like when I was a teenage girl, it was fuck my parents all day long. Like, yeah. Oh, I for do sure. not want your advice. I don't want you to tell me what to do. I am fine and I will do this how I want. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is why I have the note. Remember, she's a teenager. Because- Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so much of this stuff, because they write the characters so often as if they're 37 with a mortgage. And yeah. So like when they actually act like teenagers, it's like, wow, this is ridiculous that they would act like this they're acting like children and then you're like oh wait american teenager i like how you emphasize the teen and teenager when the whole word well it's hard to emphasize a whole three syllable word okay teenager yeah so i don't know i I am glad for this conversation just because I think we see a good character arc for Amy throughout the episode. Well, that's the thing. I think like with each of these conversations, as Amy has to think more and more about it, like they start to kind of chip away at her um, resolve to do what feels best for her, but isn't best for everyone involved. Yeah. So George leaves and Adrian just walks in the audacity of this does not knock does not ring a doorbell just opens the back door the back door to the house of the girl whose ex-boyfriend she just slept with out of spite ridiculous and she walks in and she's like hey amy and amy is like uh get the fuck out of my house and she's like relax i'm not gonna hit you and it's like adrian i would be scared that amy would hit me honestly yeah, this adrian's energy was just audacity the entire <laughs> yeah, no for... the... adrian is an agent of chaos 100 percent. Like... the thing is adrian used to be our favorite character <laughs> i don't i can't speak for jesse adrian might still be jesse's favorite character because he loves mess I, that's the thing like I love the chaos that she brings and it's not good chaos anymore it's chaos that actively makes me feel bad yeah so I just like this whole storyline with her sleeping with Ben and then like just the toxicity of what happens afterward I just have like a really hard time with I, and- I have a hard time with anyone who sleeps with Ben so yeah. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at so Adrian doesn't think that Ricky can be trusted so she like comes to be on Amy's side because she's like there's going to be a custody battle you know we both hate ricky which means yeah. we're friends because the friend enemy of my is enemy. when yeah friend is when hate same person which to Correct. an extent true for sure like that's how i made <laughs> half of my friends yeah um, you said that i gasped <laughs> <laughs> and essentially when they go to court amy will need all the friends she can get as like character witnesses which sure. okay that whole storyline i was like all of this is happening because of some bullshit that adrian made up like yeah. yes no adrian <laughs> stirred the pot and did not stop stirring okay ben and grace we're at grace's house this is disgusting they're playing cribbage love that for them wait they are yeah wow i didn't How even did you... notice that i watched this I'm episode sorry. twice so i, I don't think i, noticed I block it. out any like virginal energies i see so like cribbage boards don't exist in my mind i love cribbage 
And that's um, okay for you. <laughs> they both are talking about the Ricky and Amy situation, and they both think it's reasonable for Ricky to have John on the weekends. And then Grace says the insane thing that she thinks Ben should also have John on some weekends, which like, that's not how parenting works, right? My two comments from this scene were just Grace is unhinged and this show is wild. Yes. Yeah. Grace takes her turn at like trying to be chaotic and it's not fun to watch. It's like, it it feels icky. Yeah, seeing her pose on the bed, I just was like so worried for her. Yeah. She is like so actively like trying to like, be a pick me for Ben basically where it's like oh you should have that's basically your son too we're just see friends my let's bedroom? look out yeah. oh. this is giving me very much like you know in those movies where the where like the nerd gets the makeover and is now hot oh. that's like Grace's energy without the makeover like straight up does not know how to act yeah <laughs> yes um, she is Sandra Bullock in Miss Congeniality <laughs> Yeah. So Ben says that he wasn't there for most, like some of John's like early days because he went to Italy and she's like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Tell me about Italy. And he's like, "Mm, no, (laughs) there's so much I'd rather do than tell you about Italy. She's like, did you have sex in Italy? Maybe we could go to Italy together one day. And he's like, or maybe we could go somewhere neither of us have ever been before, or we can go someplace that you've been and I haven't. And she's like, like my bedroom have you ever seen it wild i do have to say that's a good line though like if they weren't 16 okay so like would i go to her bedroom if or like if someone said that to me i for sure would go to their bedroom but like it's weird in this context oh yeah and i'm also famously extremely easy so like i'm not really one to judge I also just feel the only purpose of that line for Ben was so that she could say that though. Because oh yeah, like, yes. What are you saying? Yeah, what are you talking it's, about <laughs> that is it is such a scripted encounter. Like that wouldn't <laughs> organically happen. Do you know how like the IBM supercomputer's name is Watson? Yes, and he's like bitching that Jeopardy. Do you feel like there's a supercomputer in Hollywood that like writes scripts? That's just AI, and that computer's name is Brenda Hampton. I was just going to say, and her name, <laughs> Brenda Hampton. <laughs> like, Brenda Hampton isn't a real person, is just a computer. <laughs> okay, no. hold on. Y'all just really blew my mind, because <laughs> the whole time I was watching this episode, I was thinking, this seems like one of those AI-written scripts. Yeah. All like- of these interactions <laughs> just seem like they're written by someone who's never actually met human beings and then delivered by people who are robots. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is the first entirely AI television program. <laughs> and none of us even knew. <laughs> it's so weird. It, like it just clicked for me because right at the end we see Elon Musk's name and like it finally, <laughs> that's God. why he was involved in this project. Disgusting. How dare Weirdly, you make me think like, about Elon Musk? <laughs> Weirdly, like, Azalea Banks hates this show for some reason. (laughs) You know what? I will say this is one of, like, three shows in Hollywood that Azalea Banks has not had a feud with a cast member. Um, (laughs) Okay. Anywho. We go to Grace's bedroom. She lays down on the bed. Gross, disgusting. My note is, I hope Marshall dies again for Grace's sins. (laughs) So. The explanation I don't know how far you are in this, but um, a major plot point, hate to spoil this, but um, 
Grace has sex with Jack, her boyfriend at the time, while her father is actively dying in a plane crash. So then she naturally thinks that she killed him by having sex for the That's rest what of the season. when you're a slut. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I like that she's bounced back. I oh, like no. that she's like, I killed my dad, but I need to fuck Ben now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, he can't get more dead, you know? <laughs> Grace wants to make out with Ben because it's fun, which I cannot see how well, that could The thing is, like, making fun. out is fun for sure, but, like, it's also ben. only fun if you're making out with someone who's good at making out. And I can't imagine a world in which Ben has like skills. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Watching that kiss made me feel like I was watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, dear Lord, if I have to watch one more moment of these people kissing. <laughs> oh my God. Grace at least sure. it's not an episode where they're like switching from like couple to couple where you're watching the make out because then it feels like bachelor in paradise which is my favorite bachelor show god bless bachelor in paradise it's so good honor is toast i've I've never put this together before but grace for sure looks like she could be on the bachelor like she looks like one of the interchangeable blonde women oh yeah yeah she would she would go home though but and it, it works too because there's always Christian undertones to yeah. some of the cast. Yeah, so that strongly checks out. So Grace and Ben are like starting to make out. They haven't kissed yet, and and right before they kiss, Ben gets a call from Amy, and Grace is like, "You can answer it. It's fine. Like we're just friends. Yeah, I'm a cool girl. Yeah, <laughs> actually, like yeah, I would prefer you do that. No, Amy wants him to come over right then, and Adrian." is there and she's like you and grace have to come over right now amy needs them to be on her side if like something legal happens with john and they're like we're not sure like we also like ricky like we don't want to do this to ricky and adrian's like no like you both owe this to amy like you have to do it you have to make a statement about what a good mother amy is like you can either do it on your own or you can come over here but you have to do it and i'm my only like frame of reference for character witnesses for custody battles i guess is gilmore girls where like lorelei wrote a letter for luke oh i forgot that happened and so it is confusing like i just feel like in i have friends who have had foster children who they have come to adopt because reunification wasn't possible in their situation and so like they have to have character witnesses but they're like super vetted by like lawyers and like it's not just a bunch of like That's 16 just like year olds DIY Skype video <laughs> record. Yeah, it's not just a bunch of like 16 year olds being like, well, I used to date this person, but we don't anymore. He has intimacy issues. <laughs> Once Which again, Adrian did something here. You have to her because the fact that like, and I'm really getting ahead of myself, but the fact that like the eventual meeting with the facilitator was just a sequence of them actually watching the clips was like why is he acknowledging this like this is legit like evidence or something like what is happening why is he not like just mocking this yeah yeah around this time I realized that this episode is kind of just the plot of the feature film marriage story starring Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver (laughs) Uh (laughs) every day you make that reference and every day I still have not seen that movie (laughs) well i think it's just like again it's a a little ahead of myself i think it's the scene where like 
Ricky is talking to Ruben and Ru- like they they have the exact conversation that like someone has with Adam Driver where it's like if you go down this road it could be ugly and you're gonna end up resenting each other if you take it to court and stuff and I'm like this is literally <laughs> Noah Baumbach watched Secret Life of the American Teenager and was like hey yes I'm gonna write a movie and it's gonna get Scarlett Johansson nominated for an Oscar Brenna Hampton the supercomputer yeah but, so um, Grace and Ben start making out. Yeah, and Grace is like, we could make a video. Of this? Like, oh. No, they're going to make no. a video of statements for Amy. We Although to- I will say, she needs to work on her timing, for sure. Oh, yeah. Because when you start making out and you're like, we could make a video, like, what's Ben going to think? Yeah. Um, we go to Amy's bedroom and Adrian starts blaming Amy for her having sex with Ben. She's like, if you had had sex with Ben, he would have never even wanted to have sex with me. And it's like, girl, no, I don't want to hear it. Ashley comes in and tells Amy what's best for John is to see Ricky and have a routine and have a father in his life. So make the sacrifice and give in. Amy's like, no. And yeah. Ashley's like, okay, I tried. Now Grant gets to come over. I was bribed to do this. Bye, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's wild, too, because she was bribed to, like, be a nice person. And instead she walks in and she's like, you're stupid. You're being selfish. Do the right thing. Goodbye. But that's also on George, because it's like, think about what you sent. Well, that's the thing. You've got to know your, you know, know your, not employees, but you got to know your people to an extent. At this point, employee may be correct. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It feels like she's definitely a minion and he's kind of like trying to play puppet master. Yeah. Adrian then does apologize for sleeping with Ben and they like both commiserate because they're like, they thought their high school boyfriends were going to be the people they were with forever. Sure. Amy is not ready to forgive Adrian and Adrian is like, sorry, sweetie, but you kind of have to. Yeah. Like this is actually what's putting feminism back is women (laughs) not forgiving other women. So like, if you want to call yourself a feminist, you do have to forgive me for everything I've done to you. Not to quote the one. If you make the Taylor Swift (laughs) reference one more time, I will come through this computer and kick your ass. I'm so sick of hearing this. (laughs) There is a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. (laughs) I had to do it. So, um, oh my god! Adrian tells Amy that she needs to call all her friends. Jimmy, the person she's dating. Yeah, you know the guy with the hair. Your mother's boyfriend's son, or whatever. Jimmy does not make a video for Amy. So, yikes! And does he still exist? Has he I been raptured? For sure, Jimmy's contract expired. So they just need to like. <laughs> talk about him every now and then but he will not make another yeah he won't be on pretty little iris for another two years so (laughs) god um they really the the secret life to pretty little liars pipeline is strong it really is adrian tells amy to also call the girls that ricky has slept with to be character witnesses which so like a negative character witness like oh ricky sucks because he slept with me yeah did she ask her to call sean johnson too or no no did you wait? I did get to that episode. Okay. <laughs> and the best part is Sean Johnson does reappear. So yeah, she does she canonically does go to this high school. <laughs> it's so wonderful. No, of all the people <laughs> that like could have made a one-time appearance, but don't. <laughs> yeah. 
it's just the cast of this show gets wilder as time moves on gift that keeps on giving truly <laughs> um amy doesn't think that her character will be questioned but adrian is like well who got pregnant in the first place yeah amy doesn't realize that like the courts aren't just on the side of the mother for sure like she Adrian... thinks that she'll go in oh yeah and like they'll be like amy you're obviously a perfect person we need to question him well, and you know that institutions undyingly support women at any moment. Yeah, that is so that's, true. That's how it works. If you're a woman, they automatically believe you and think that you're right. Yeah, that's so true. That's what I'm always saying is that women, you know, they have it so much easier in America systemically, for sure. Precisely. <laughs> Thank God we're having this conversation. Yes, I'm glad <laughs> it's finally being brought up. <laughs> yeah, I do hate how Adrian says that, like, she's the one who got pregnant, as if, like, pregnancy is, like, a moral failing, but... Well, I did write down, because getting pregnant is all Amy's fault, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. But... It definitely, it's something she chose to do, and um, <laughs> that shows bad judgment on her part. Yeah. Right. Especially because like, again, not to just throw it back, but like I did listen to earlier episodes not that long ago. And I feel like a lot of conversation y'all were kind of bringing up was about the questionable nature of her coitus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coitus. <laughs> it's still, it still remains unclear. It seems now more to, that it was like a consensual experience, but also but yeah there's a flashback episode that somehow makes it less clear <laughs> uh, yeah for sure so also, i was a little pissed in the flashback episode it's revealed that their music camp was in like the woods in cabins where we just went to like a college like what the hell is that air conditioning i don't know i'll take wait did you get air conditioning Oh no. All okay. I was about to like air conditioning and no. I was the only person that didn't get put in the dorm with the AC. That's heartbreaking. Tragic. That was so dis the lack of air conditioning was foul. It was always the hottest week of the summer. I uh so we go to Ashley's bedroom, which is the garage. She's babysitting Robbie with Grant, and he's like, she is This is pissed about it. This is fun. And she goes, Shut up. And he goes, Shut up. I like the way you say that. Their whole dynamic. <laughs> he honestly gives me such serial killer vibes. Like the way that they hired a 24-year-old man to play this 16-year-old, just wild. Yeah. A robot. Yeah. A yeah. Robot with dialogue written by AI. It's well, the only answer. It really and is. He most of anyone, like I know he's technically like a real person, but he gives me like uncanny valley. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like like there's something human about him, but it's not human enough that I fully understand what he is. Yeah. Like the slight like lag in his response time. I feel like the <laughs> the conversation is just not exactly 50-50, especially with Ashley, who's like giving it like yeah. full sass the whole time. And he's just like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing a second behind. <laughs> yeah. His his only discernible personality trait is just being horny for Ashley correct yeah but also a gentleman yeah yeah oh my gosh self-identified gentleman I'm yeah sorry. yeah <laughs> grant says he's good with children so naturally they start talking about if they have kids if they would ever have kids together and ashley is just straight up like no grant wants to have sex ashley's like not until i'm out of high school we find out grant is not a virgin okay um you kind of ruined my whole um setup for a joke but oh sorry um, i'll 
missing something. No, this is dumb. I shouldn't have said anything because it actually um, would have been better for me to not do this. But so how it goes is um, they're talking about sex and Ash is like, so what about you? Have you had sex before? And, you know, Grant deflects. He's like, wow, Rod Serling's like a genius. Um, and then Ashley's like, you know, you're, you're, avoiding the, you're avoiding the question. And then Grant reveals that his Rod has been Serling before in a way um, in that he's not a virgin. I told you I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't. I should have taken my out and sat quietly. But I'm a dumbass and had to do that. It's oh out there god. now. <laughs> oh my god! So, moving on from that, <laughs> um, Ashley sets a good boundary that like she doesn't want to have sex right now. Let's see well, if it gets crossed. What I like about what she says is she like she gives herself the space to change her mind. Unlike yeah. most of these characters, that's like, yes, I'm gonna have sex all the time and nothing will change that. Or no, I'm never gonna have sex and nothing will change that. Yeah. She's just like at this point, I know I'm not ready, but we'll see. Yeah. Grant- I do appreciate oh. that they've held strong in the narrative of her holding on to condoms for the entire in the entirety of the show. She has had condoms on deck. Yes. The whole she- time. <laughs> for sure. From 13 to 15. Which like I hope she realizes that they do expire because like she has had them for a while now. You're not wrong, actually. <laughs> Condoms expire. How long? <laughs> like I understand that they expire, but like what how what's the shelf life? Well, Erin, um, we're all virgins on this podcast. <laughs> so like we can't really say that. Um <laughs> I have no experience with that actually. And, um, I'm actually but, feeling really uncomfortable with this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe you would put us on the spot like this. And um, it was honestly just rude and uncalled for. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll put my notes app apology up tomorrow. Yes, please do. So but do it like actually chronologically tomorrow. So people are confused because the episode won't come out for another like two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Sick. So Grant says that he's looking for a girlfriend, not for sex. He'd never push Ashley to have sex. He's a gentleman. And she's like, well, you're going to have to hold your breath for a long time. And he's like, oh, I'm a swimmer. I can hold my breath for years. Okay. Two things. One, being a swimmer doesn't mean you can hold your breath for years. That's nonsense. Two, has it been established that he's a swimmer before? Have we said this? No. Cool. He looks like a swimmer, though. Yeah. When that, I was like... Okay. It does yeah. kind of complete his whole character because uh, he he would very easily fit in on the swim team where we went to college. What? Yeah, he would. What if like it was revealed that like the actor who played Grant was also an Olympian, like Sean Johnson? <laughs> that was actually Michael Phelps in an early role. <laughs> if you didn't recognize him. At least that would like connect some dots by way of like, well, at least he's not actually an actor. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Yes. <laughs> um Ashley so he like starts to hold his breath because Ashley's like I'll time you and then she like leans in to kiss him so he like blows his air out or whatever and she's like four seconds pathetic you little that gave me COVID anxiety for (laughs) sure like he just blew all over her face and I was like oh yeah somehow scarier than the kiss (laughs) yes it's so funny because sure. sometimes I am watching shows like it'll happen occasionally when I'm watching Secret Life or when I'm watching like I just finished Atypical and when characters don't have masks on and they're in like a school setting I'm like what are you doing oh yeah this show is filmed in 2010 like 
<laughs> okay, so we moved from there to dinner at Jeff's, which is the only restaurant in town. And Shaker, Margaret, George, and Anne are all together. Margaret and Shaker want to get to know John better and be in his life. And they consider Ricky their son. That's nice. I love Margaret. Best character on the show, hands down. And I love Shaker because he's played by the guy who plays Raj's father on The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> And is like, we think it's a great idea, you know, that Ricky gets John on the weekends, but Amy's the mom, so she should make the decision. And George and Margaret and Shaker are all like, um, Ricky's the dad. Margaret says the courts don't favor the mother anymore. And George is like, yep, is sure, that, George. Is that Up women? <laughs> Goddamn women. <laughs> trying to get kids. Trying to get custody of their children. That's so true. If there's one thing I know about women, it's that they're addicted to getting custody of their children. Yeah. It's really problematic, actually. Uh, oh, Jesse, were you going to ask a question? I was just going to ask, is that is that true? Isn't kind of default usually given to the mother still? Or is that... Well, I haven't been in a high-level court proceeding about custody of children in a while, so I could be wrong. So, 2010. <laughs> I know for a fact. So, I do have a couple friends who foster. And so, like, they go to court a lot um, with, like, usually the birth parents. And I know that typically, especially if a child is, like, under a year or, like, still nursing, it's usually the favorite. It's the mother's usually in favor. And I guess that makes sense because of especially um, nursing. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. I also know that the courts don't necessarily favor the mom anymore because their split labor is like really valued. And so I do, I babysit for a family and they have like a split, like the dad gets the child for half the year and the mom gets the child for half the year, but they have the freedom where they get to just like kind of decide when it is Okay. whatever. So. Alrighty. Yeah. I think it's, it depends on the child's age. Yeah. And that makes sense because different childs have different, I don't know, whatever. Also that stat helps the narrative. Let's be real. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And says that Amy's been through a lot this year and she couldn't handle like the court giving Ricky some custody, which is just all like, again, like, yeah, Ricky has also for sure been through stuff this year. Yeah. And his whole life. More stuff. Also, like, how does this conversation happen between the four of them and Anne comes out looking like the bad guy? Like between her and George, George looks more reasonable than Anne during this conversation. Yeah, that is honestly um that's sexism in hollywood frankly. (laughs) so we go to reuben and ricky i'm pretty sure it's at reuben's house um this is where they have the marriage story conversation so reuben is giving ricky advice and he says you know you never know how these things will go and ricky is like i honestly don't care if it's against me like i'm just kind of sick of the uncertainty which is you know that's like a fair thing like that happens for a lot of people not to like compare this to cancer but you know when people are feeling ill and then they finally find out it's cancer or whatever after you know six months of symptoms and no solutions or whatever they there's like a relief there because you're like oh at least we like I have an idea of what's happening here mm-hmm. and so Ricky's like even if the courts rule against me at least we're not in this limbo anymore I get that Ruben is going to set everything up for Ricky on one condition he has to talk to Amy again because once a decision is made in the system, it can't be unmade, it's permanent. And regardless of what happens, it is going to feel like someone won and someone lost. 
Yes. Which I think is great advice. Yeah. And again, Noah Baumbach's ears did perk up at that. <laughs> and he's um, like, I'm definitely going to divorce Jennifer Jason Leigh. And then between the two of these things, I'm going to write a killer movie. He's married to Jennifer Jason Leigh? <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Wait, that's who Marriage Story is about? Look, all I'm going to say is if people in Noah Baumbach's life didn't get divorced, he wouldn't have a career. That's the mom on Atypical, I'm pretty sure. Yeah really yeah oh my god milf okay moving on (laughs) so i just i wish you wouldn't objectify women like that you know (laughs) it's just kind of yeah anyway okay so we go to the park ricky looks so much like jess from gilmore girls yeah i feel that like we got the jean jacket tall hair novel yeah yes Uh, yeah he just needs a novel that he's folded over backwards and shoved into his back pocket precisely which is like such a hot thing to do but also i can't condone it because i like books too much right (laughs) so amy shows up and she didn't bring john because she makes his decisions for him and yeah i think it's really fucked up that they didn't give the literal one-year-old a voice in these proceedings And he was coming with it in this conversation, though. She was. He like, came in so hard, and it's like, how are you going to ta- watch this video? Yeah. <laughs> how are she- you going to be this aggressive, dressed like Daphne Blake from Scooby Doo? <laughs> <laughs> Ricky says that Amy has made great choices, and she's like, "Shut up with your fake compliments." And he's like, "It's not fake, but I think in this particular situation, you're making a mistake." And she's like, "Well, literally, shut up and listen." Yeah, shut up and being, drive let me tell you he's being so diplomatic and she's like well i have videos of all of your friends saying that you don't deserve to have custody of my child and yeah. you're gonna watch them all oh emotional trauma <laughs> that's what i truly do have this is like emotional terrorism to open up a laptop a big old chunky thick laptop that i forgot how thick they were in those days and there's yeah. like a lag on the videos that was very yeah. annoying to watch. Like I understand it's like whatever with the times, but yeah, but like also so much head motion. Like we we're we're on video calls with each other multiple <laughs> times a week, and I don't think we're ever really just really emphasizing <laughs> with our whole bodies our point. I do interpretive dance every week. I don't know what you're talking about. So the first one's Adrian. And here are the highlights. Ricky is unstable. He has intimacy issues, which reminds me, one time I was at work and I worked in a group home for adults with intellectual disabilities. And sometimes you would like, there would be two people working at once. And so I got paired with this person. We were working a 48 hour shift. And within the first two hours, she told me all about her like addiction problems, which like destigmatize that, but maybe don't talk about it with your coworkers. her intimacy intimacy issues the problems she had with her boyfriend's ex-wife and their son and how she didn't feel as important as her boyfriend's son in his life and i was like girl i love drama but now is not the time did, did she ask you to make a video as like a character <laughs> witness for the moderation that was coming up <laughs> no but i did see her the other day which was a wild thing and I was like oh my god I have to go right now because I don't want to hear anything about your life okay good bye (laughs) (laughs) but this is very much giving me like that conversation with my coworker. I was like that's what Adrian is doing yeah she's like I have a lot of anger towards Ricky so I'm gonna make sure he never gets to see his child yeah well also it didn't 
it was not coming across very well in any way. No. It was so bitter. I mean, I literally just wrote, God, this is messy. Yeah. The whole time I could barely, I, I had to almost look away. I was like, honey, I feel you, but also like you want someone else to see this. <laughs> yes. So petty. So nonsensical. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Just really I, airing all of your dirty laundry for the court system, I guess. Yeah. But also, also Amy is my friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Me and Amy hated each other until like two days ago, but now we're really good friends. The Pisces. Also, energy. I fucked her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Even before Ricky or says that it's vindictive, I have the note like, this is so vindictive. This would read for a judge as like vindictive and bad. Like, it makes her look unstable. Yeah, it does. But she does. She's like, Amy and I are friends. We used to hate each other, but you know, now we're, now we're friends, whatever. And we Ugh. might kiss later? Question yeah. mark? No. Lord, we go to Lauren and Madison next. Which Amy is just like, they do have like lo fi lesbian collab um, video aesthetic going on. Oh, they do. Video. <laughs> um, so, like, both simultaneously are like, we have to fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Laura, they think that Amy should get full custody, but Ricky should for sure get visitation. Gross. And Amy's like, I could go on. I have other videos. And Ricky's like, please don't. And she's yeah, like, and then she's like, shut up. Boom. <laughs> the next one is Jack, and he says he guesses it should be Amy. And then Madison off screen coughs, and he's like, it should definitely be Amy. <laughs> and then she goes, oh yeah, your friend Ben made one too. Poor Ricky. Yeah, just like having a oh, yeah. So he's so betrayed. I hate that for him. I just couldn't believe that she made him watch all of the. Like she didn't save him for court. And also, like, she's giving away the one advantage she could have had because now he has time to retaliate. Yeah. For sure. Like, from a strategic move, this is stupid. And again, it's just because she's so vengeful. Yeah. Um, I will say my favorite of the videos that she pulls up is Grace's because it starts with, I'm Grace Bowman. I'm Christian. Yeah. I thought that was a great touch. Yes. It's like, oh, so now we know we can trust her. Yeah. I have Jesus on my side. <laughs> But both Ben and Grace say that Amy's a good mother. Grace's is good, though, at the end, too, because she, like, looks off screen and goes, you're cute to Ben. And he goes, you're still recording. And she goes, oopsie. Oops. We're going to edit that. Made a whoopsie. Oops. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, And Ricky is like, that's nice. You know, Ben is a good guy. You should let Ben see John. And she's like, what do you know about Ben and John? And he's like, uh, hello. We're friends. <laughs> um, and she's like, don't do this. Let's keep things the way they are. She's begging him. She doesn't want any changes. And Ricky is like, listen, I know that you changed your life for John. Like you changed everything about your life. I want to do, I just want a chance to do the same thing that you did for him. Feminist King. I love it. Um, and Amy says she can't, she doesn't want to. So therefore she shouldn't have to. And he's like, but listen, I don't want the conditions of my fatherhood to be subject to your whims which I, like i think is fair like amy did fully leave for like two weeks at the beginning of the season or yeah, the beginning of no, this half season yeah no indication of when she'd return and he was kind of just out to lunch yeah ricky feels hurt about the videos he's like those are my friends i resent like them making those i resent you getting them i'm only here because Ruben asked me to talk to you one last time and he says you know why I want John on the weekends why do you want John on the weekends and she's like what do you mean he's my baby I love him 
also, I thought that was a weird line. She's my baby. Like, girlfriend, that's not a doll. That's your son. Yeah. She and finally he lets slip the real reason. Yeah. She says, and I don't want him to love you. Which is scary. That's, yeah. a, that's a scary outlook. Even if you have beef with baby daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here, here too, I'm like, okay, maybe this is like the first time she's thought this through and said it out loud. And maybe now that she said it, it's she'll resonated. realize that that yeah. is like an insane thing to say or like a, just like a not good. Yeah. So like my hope after seeing this, you know, is like, okay, maybe now that she said it, she'll realize like, oh, I'm not acting in the best interest of my child. I'm just really hurt right now and trying to take it out on him. Yeah. But yeah, just hearing her say that, it was like, dang, I didn't think you were going to admit it. I think that's like very much teenager vibes or whatever, especially when, because you don't realize. So I just finished being a nanny, but I've nannied for lots of families and parents will talk about when they have second kids, how they would be scared that they won't have as much love for their first kid when they have a second kid or whatever, but it's actually like the amount of love in them like expands. And I think that's like, a kid has like unlimited amount of love. And so like the amount that he loves his father is not going to take away from how much he loves Amy, but I don't think Amy has that perspective yet. And so I understand that. And that's a very real feeling. And like, she should definitely deal with that feeling. Right. Like that's not a great thing to feel and like harbor towards your baby's father, but he's like, well, I guess the next time I see you, I'll see you in court. And then she like hits the bench. That was drama. (laughs) (laughs) And, it, and the edit was in such a way where I almost was like, wait a minute, did that actually just happen? It, it was, ba- I thought she was having like a contraction or something. I was like, are you in a, about to have a second baby? What's that going was on exactly here? my thought as well. But I was like, she's not pregnant anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't even go to band camp last summer. <laughs> so we go to Madison's bedroom. It's her and Jack conflict because what did she promise Jack for being a yeah. character witness? She, she dangled her tongue in front of him and said if you do this video i'll do this for you i was looking for a simple oral um oh yeah oh, uh, she wanted to give him the bologna bologna special right yeah. like and then uh, things escalated very quickly yes. yeah and like we find out madison's freaking out because she's like is this coercion am i gonna go to jail because i promised to suck yeah. your dick in exchange for this video correct <laughs> it's like yeah, you're going to be locked up, frankly. Hard like, time. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> and she says that she, the thing she's most afraid of is jail, which, fair. That's, I mean, that's very similar. For a long time, my greatest fear was um, the United States military draft. So, like, I get it. <laughs> she wants to have real sex after yes. Leo and Betty's wedding next week. Apparently, they're both going yeah and apparently that wedding has just now it's all of a sudden next week we knew it was coming but i don't think we had a date for it also it was so funny because leo and betty were like we just want a small thing with like only ben and bunny there yeah and now a bunch of random teenagers that like ben doesn't even have a relationship with are going to the wedding and losing their virginity yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're like the best time to fuck is immediately after a wedding yeah which um, wedding of the year too (laughs) for sure well that's the thing you're going to the sausage king's wedding you know it's gonna be a spread what more can i say (laughs) 
so we go to Lauren and Jesse, I think in Lauren's bedroom. And she's like, I think we should do it after Leo and Betty's wedding. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, sex. He's like, well, that's weird. We're going to skip a couple bases, but sure. Home run. Do you think they've even kissed? My There's guess is no one. evidence to suggest that they've held hands yet. Right. It is fun too, though, because he's like, what brought this on all of a sudden? She's like, oh, me and Madison decided that we're, <laughs> uh, we're both getting dicked down after Ben and Leo's wedding. <laughs> um, you don't have a choice in this. And he's like, weird, but okay. Yeah, he's like, is it gonna be like a joint thing? It's gonna be, be surprised. <laughs> it's for sure gonna be like a foursome, but like only Madison and Lauren are gonna have sex, and everyone else is just gonna be gonna be watching. Yeah, it's a hotel room with two queen beds, and nobody knows where everyone ended up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we go to the butcher shop. Ben and Ricky have a conversation, and Ricky comes right out and says that he's hurt. And Ben is like, "Wait, wait, wait! I can explain. I was making out with Grace." Yeah, it's like, you ever been so horny that you sold out your friend to make a video for the mother of his child? Ben has. has. And so Ben is like, listen, I didn't endorse you and that's on me. So I'll just make you a video too and I'll get everyone else to do it, which effectively just cancels out everyone's video. Yeah, so now everyone has done an endorsement for both parents. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> including ones that for sure shouldn't have turned on Amy. Like her no. two best, like Madison and Lauren. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that I didn't understand at all. I did not understand yeah. that at all. It, it just was like, why? And like at that point, just like, just don't show any of the videos, right? Like they're effectively contradicting each other. And once again, these videos only exist because Adrian is pissed at Ricky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Adrian really manufactured, like, she found a way to insert herself at the center of this drama that she had nothing to do with. And I think that's really inspiring, honestly. Put put Adrian in the Bachelor Mansion. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> she would be the villain, like, and she would have no problem with it. You get I didn't down know to, I like, needed that. <laughs> you get down to, like, the final three, no problem if you're the villain, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> So he says they'll fix it. He immediately gets on his cell phone, calls Grace, says, we have to fix this. Grace is like, okay, well, why don't you come over? Wink, wink. Yeah, um, fix a few other things while we're here. And Bunny takes his cell phone and says, no cell phones at work. And says, don't have sex with Grace. It's like, Bunny, chill. Yeah. Like, I know that Ricky is like your work son or whatever, but. his business. Yeah. We go to Ricky and Leo. Leo's exciting for the wedding and Ricky is going because Leo's done so much to him, which is so fun. And you can tell, especially in this scene, that Leo like looks at Ricky and he looks at Ben and he's like, why did I have to have that one as a son? Yeah. Why couldn't it have been Ricky? For sure. And Ricky tells Leo that he's going to call Ruben and set up meditation. Oh, fucking hell can i read he's gonna start the mediterranean <laughs> diet he's gonna eat a lot of olives and some flatbreads for no. sure so ricky's gonna call ruben and set up the mediation and ricky says if it doesn't go his way he's not gonna leave town again but he might have to punch ben again and leo's like what the fuck did you do ben and, and bunny, bunny just shows up and she's like he's trying to fuck grace yeah bunny just snitches god and leo is like ben what the fuck is wrong with you stay out of the other people shit and he's like me and grace are just friends wink 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 he 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 we go to ashley's room 
she's talking to Grant on the phone. Grant is outside somewhere in like a black hoodie. He looks like he's about to like enter someone's house and kill them. I was going to say, is he stealing or is he murdering? Yeah. She's like, I'm friends with Griffin. Remember him? He Yeah, again, we got to name drop the gay because we haven't seen him in three and a half years. Yeah. She wants to be more than friends with Grant. And she gets to make her own decisions about sex. We're going to the courtroom scene. The the mediator is watching all the videos on a laptop. And first we have Jack. Here are the highlights. Ricky is a good dad. I didn't have a dad. I made this of my own volition. Yes, no one was sucking his dick to get him to do this. <laughs> um, then we have Madison. She says Ricky has come a long way. And Lauren leans in and says, I think Ricky's a player, but it hasn't stopped him from being a good father. I'm surprised okay. she didn't just like start reading off the notes her dad has taken about him in therapy because Lauren's oh, yeah. dad is Ricky's therapist. And so I'm surprised she didn't just like violate HIPAA to do that. I mean, that would be on brand for this show. It would be. Yeah. HIPAA's fucking dead alice and henry have a little conversation Looks there's like, this cute oh sure but like they don't know amy or ricky that well no like why are they <laughs> yeah they're like they spend so much time with john we wouldn't want to spend that much time with our parents they think it's sweet that they're fighting about having more time with john instead of pushing yeah, him on the was, other person that was kind of cute yeah then we go to fucking joe hampton what our- the hell was this <laughs> It's like, yeah, usually people usually people pay me for this, but I'm I'll just do it, I guess. Like yeah, if, you, <laughs> if you see this video, you you delete it, right? You for sure don't show it to the person in charge of this moderation. Uh he's yeah, because he like, is an Amy's expert. Hot. Like she's back to her pre-baby bod, like she's smoking again, right? Like uh, he says he usually gets paid for his testimony because he's an expert, but since this is a mediation, he'll waive his fee. And he's like, Amy, look at her. She's a mother. And I was like, well, she is a mother, Joe. That's so true, And Joe. she looks like that. She's hot. Ricky, he's not that bad either. He should keep his son on the weekends. By Joe Hampton confirmed. He thinks Ricky's not that bad. If Ricky takes John, then Amy is available on the weekends. So Joe Hampton is just, this is a date. Like he's asking Amy out on a date in court. Yeah. And again, there is no way if you previewed these videos before you're showing this video to an authority figure. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go to Grace and she says on her video that she didn't know that speaking up for Amy would mean Ricky wouldn't get John on the weekends. Which is what like, that is the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Adrian for sure explained that to you on the phone. Yeah. Just yeah. back. Just backpedal, baby girl, I guess. Yeah. Just F you. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Um, she says Ricky has a job too and he contributes money. Then we go to Ben and he thinks Amy is a nice girl and a good mother. Which again, that's like something that like my my grandfather 86 year old grandfather would say oh she's a nice girl she's a good mother he wants to be friends again someday not an appropriate forum for this yeah like you can literally text her like you can yeah. do that and ricky is he says ricky is a good dad sorry amy again uh, whatever the mediator is very diplomatic he's like okay i reviewed all these videos i'm thankful for like your school records whatever ricky submitted his court records which what were those for have we ever had foster care maybe maybe ricky yeah. has gone into some legal trouble but that this is like the first time it's being referred to and he says also like i want to commend amy for staying in school like that's unusual and also like 
you know, your friends have stayed by you, which doesn't happen with teen parents a lot. So they should be commended also. And he's like, I'm ready to make a decision. And Amy's like, and Amy interrupts. She's like, wait, let me make the right decision. Let it me be, let it me, let it be me and not you. Um, Ricky should be able to take John on the weekends. Character development. We love it. And, and the mediator is like, yeah. great decision, Amy. It's not actually your not your decision to make though. How wild would it be if he was like, Amy, that's such a good choice. He does not get access to Giles. I thought that's how it was going to go. Cause he's like, yeah, cute Amy, but like, bitch, it's my decision, not yours. And then I thought it was going to be like full custody to Amy or something. Yeah. And then Amy was going to feel bad, but that was going to be like the rule or whatever. But the plot twist is still yet to come in this episode. Yeah, it really is. So oh. starting next weekend, Ricky will get John Fridays before bedtime to Sundays before bedtime. He's like, please keep this arrangement pleasant and civil. So I never have to see you again. And at, kind of as they're like, you know, finishing up, Ricky's like, oh, so I get John for his first birthday because it's next weekend. And he's like, I literally don't give a shit about that. Like, get the fuck out of my room. Everyone leaves. Amy, George, and Anne have a little conversation. She's upset. Also, she's wearing white tights, and I would also be upset if I was wearing white tights. Like, no offense. Um, Anna I'm wearing George. white tights right now. <laughs> Stand up, <laughs> prove it. Um, I can't. <laughs> They're like see-through tights, and I don't have shorts on top, so like that would just be tights. Just yeah, it's tights. just tights. <laughs> so like, I'm not comfortable doing that. Anne and George are like, look. You're gonna still gonna see John on his birthday. You and Ricky should plan a party together. This was the start of working out birthdays, holidays, and weekends. It's hard, I know, whatever. So then we go to Margaret and Shaker. They're talking to Ricky and they're like, yay, congratulations. But that was the easy part. The hard part is working it out for the next 17 years. And Margaret says, you know, treat Amy how you want to be treated. So be nice to her. Have the party at a park. So that way in future years, when John's birthday isn't on a weekend, you can go back to that park all together they leave so then amy and ricky are going to talk but first we go to george and Anne, in which george ultimatum yeah george is like i don't want to wait to get married let's run off after leo and betty's wedding so toxic and she's like george i don't know like i'll think about it and he's like you have until the wedding okay sure insane to cheat on your wife leave her have her come back say she's considering getting back together with you and then being like no that's not good enough you need to do it right now yeah like you're on such thin ice george my pal my friend he doesn't seem to give a fuck also he lied about having a vasectomy for 10 years oh that's right i forgot about that he's kind of a scumbag for sure he is kind of yeah So Anne walks up to Ricky and Amy and is like, Amy, I'll wait in the car. Also, like, if you need someone to bake a birthday cake, I would love to do that. And then she leaves. And so Ricky tells Amy that they're in it together and can bake the cake and they can plan the party together. What do you say? And then we don't get a response from Amy, but she looks kind of upset, which is reasonable. Whatever. Well, she's sad. It's fine. Whatever. We go to the Jurgens kitchen. And here's where I'll get sad. (laughs) Um, Adrian again just walks in. Adrian has no sense of boundaries, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. Her house now. Yeah. Um, it's like in Bojack Horseman when they're like, go home, Goober. Adrian is Goober from horsing around. <laughs> Who's the full house comparison to that? What's that girl's name? Kimmy. Kimmy Gibbler. Yes. Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah. Her feet smelled so bad. <laughs> 
Adrian was just checking to see if Ashley had heard anything about what happened and Ashley hadn't. And Adrian says rats. That is the funniest thing that she could have said. <laughs> That's so out of character. Rats. Um, <laughs> Ashley asks about birth control and oh. Adrian is like, well, you can get birth control for free at the free clinic which is not really how getting birth control works like you can't you still have to pay for it unfortunately like well, in a perfect so- yeah like in a yeah. perfect society should it be available for free yeah is it no you could probably go to a free clinic and be seen and like get a prescription but you still got to pay for that shit yeah and adrian during this conversation is like but it takes a while for it to like start working and be effective and like for your body to get used to it and then she's like you know i just changed birth control but like i always also use a condom but i also had a condom break recently and she's like do you have a calendar now she's like um how recently it's the fucking mother daughter day so it was when she had sex with Ben, the condom broke, and her birth control hadn't kicked in yet. Which, honestly, having I'm, sex in a car, like... I sense. literally had to grab Linus, my emotional support animal, to talk about this plot point, because I am so furious that this is where this episode left off. Well, I wrote down that literally came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, but they're setting no. it up, because each season has to have a different pregnancy. That's actually... I forgot that's totally I feel, true. I, I mean, again, I don't actually watch this show and I am not up to date in any sort of way. But part of me, I mean, yes, she is the promiscuous one. But part of me feels sad that that Adrian is the next chosen one for teen pregnancy. For sure. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's because... To fuck shit up, especially because college seems to still be on the table in some respect. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing. Because she... What happened was she was allowed to get away with having sex unpunished for too long in this show and Brenda Hampton's like I think not we've got a it'll come at you when you least expect it yeah what you don't know about the supercomputer that is Brenda Hampton is that let's get it, punished yeah <laughs> it is owned by focus on the family I was gonna say Colorado it is Springs. it was a project of the Heritage Foundation Mike Pence signed off on it no <laughs> Mike Pence for sure was watching every episode of Secret Life and then like turning to his wife and being like well what'd you think mother have you ever seen the like medieval sex chart? No. <laughs> what are you saying right now? Wait, I'll read it out loud because it seems like okay, it's the medieval sex flow chart. And this is the this rules. This is the rules of it. I'll read it out loud. And it seems like this is the same thing that Brenna Hampton used for the show. So feeling Randy. Yes. Are you married? Yes. So if any of the answers to these questions are what they shouldn't be, the answer is stop sin. So are you married? Yes. Is this your wife? Yes. Married more than three days? Yes. Is your wife menstruating? No. Is your wife pregnant? No. Is your wife nursing a child? No. Is it Lent? No. Is it Advent? No. Is it Whitson week? No. Is it Easter week? No. Is it feast day? No. Is it a fast day? No. Is it Sunday? No. Is it a Wednesday? No. Is it Friday? No. Is it Saturday? No. Is it daylight? No. Are you naked? No. Are you in church? No. Do you want a child? Yes. Go ahead, but be careful. No fondling, no lewd kisses, no oral sex, no strange positions. Only once. Try not to enjoy it. Good luck and wash afterwards. Thank God we have this. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it stops in. That is the flowchart that the supercomputer that is Brenna Hampton is working off of. Yeah. Once again, that checks out. Yeah. So that's 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 this episode. How how do you feel? 
<laughs> yeah you you got a train wreck of one like yeah yeah speechless if I could throw another word <laughs> I I said it when I first hopped on the call with you and I'll say it again I was not fucking prepared yeah he truly was not and uh, <laughs> it happened yeah that is so true it did happen unfortunately <laughs> But this is Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron. I'm Jesse. I'm Visaray. <laughs> uh, and can um, where can people find you and your music? Um, yeah, at Visaray on Instagram, Visaray on Spotify. That's B I S C A R A. Yeah, we'll link it in the description. Click the link, check it out. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Apple Music. If it's streaming somewhere, you should be able to find me. And like I said, new music is coming. So follow, listen, check that shit out. And And for sure, do it's very good music. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's very good. Well, the reason I was inspired to reach out after a decade of no contact. literally bored (laughs) I was so caught off guard but no I'm so glad for real thank you guys so much for having me and thank you so much for listening to the music and showing love and yeah it's been been a wild time but it's been fun yeah (laughs) thank you for devoting this amount of time to this television program (laughs) hey we're here now we fucking did it (laughs) so we'll invite you to the wrap-up pizza party when we finish the whole thing yeah in 18 years (laughs) literally at that point we, we will have our own children yeah <laughs> um you can follow us um they're in the description but we have a patreon you can throw us some money we have a twitter and instagram and a tiktok those usernames are at your two gay friends you can follow jesse on twitter at go jesse 2k20 you can follow our other podcast at never been cool on anchor or anywhere you get your podcasts you can leave us a review or rating on apple podcasts we will love you forever you can send us an email at sl with jesse and aaron at gmail.com and you can leave us a voice message. We've gotten quite a few in the last couple weeks. And by quite a few, I mean two. Uh, oh, I should probably listen to those at some point. They're great. Um, we love them. Thanks for sending them. And that's it. Yeah. I hope you have a great day. I hope you check out Blush by Bissaray. Yeah, you? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll um, say the same thing. Any of Bissaray, it's all good. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> That is where I learned how mean people could be was at that camp. Um, when like one girl I talked to, like one year we were friends, and the next year we were kind of not friends. And somewhere along the line, she took to making her catchphrase to just tell people to kill themselves. Which is like, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't just do that. Yeah, that sounds like a choir girl. I was going to say, that has Sheboygan energy, though. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, She turned out to be, like, a major Republican, got married, like, at 17, wears cowboy boots everywhere. (laughs) Bliss, honestly. (laughs)